Body, what's going on? It's your boy Blaine Adams, and I'm right here. Welcome back to the Black Aces Hockey Podcast. As always, I am pleased to be with here. With what's up, boys? X All Star back again. Noise, noise. Good to have you here, Jenks. Good to be here, buddy. Got to see you last week, and that was kind of nice, even though you went blackout Boehner mode again. Yeah, you know, it happens to the best of us. Uh, try not to keep me down, trying to keep it positive out here, but, uh, you know, it's you can't have two shots of Jameson in one. You just can't. Doesn't take too much convincing for you. You just go for it. Full sail. I mean, what else were we going to do? Give it back? <laughs> Good point, good point. Can't give it back. So what's new? Anything new with hockey? Season's wrapping up, wrapped up. Uh, I know there were at least a couple of games here. I think semifinals and quarterfinals or championships happened, right? Uh, high school hockey's like state tournaments and stuff now, I think, if they're still going. How'd the, how'd uh, the boys finish? Finished second in the PIHL. Went to the. We actually went on a hell of a run and uh, lost to Norwin in the uh, Class Single A PIHL finals. Um, so I mean, it was a really good season for us overall. I don't think anybody expected us to go there. Um, so you know, overall good. I'm. I, I'd say everybody was happy that season. Can't ask for more than that. Right, right, right. Not bad. I mean. Getting second in anything is really not that terrible. First loser, but, you know, there's nine more below you, so uh, you can take that. Back to the locker room, get the boys fired up for next year. Do you guys, um, what's, like, recruiting like? Because, like, you have Cathedral Prep and um, one other team up there, right? Yeah, we really only have three high school programs in the area. Um, Cathedral Prep. McDowell and Harbor Creek and Harbor Creek has an advantage in a way because they're the only team who can play players from any school. Um, And then McDowell and prep since they're both PIHL, you have to go to the school. Um, So, you know, you try to get all the kids that go to your school at least and try to convince kids to decide to go to your school if they live in the district for McDowell and uh, for private school, perhaps a little different. You can live anywhere. You just got to go to the school. So just trying to pull together all the Mill Creek kids in the area to join the team for next year. I think we've got a few uh, pretty good players already, prospective players for next year. Nice. Uh, we already got tryouts coming up in like two weeks here, oh, so God. we'll find That's out. That's right. Fuck. I always hate it. I I mean, I get, like, why tryouts are in Maine because, or, fucking, did I say May? May. Because then you have to do all the scheduling and then off-season training or, like, even coaches have to figure out if they go fucking hard in the paint, lines and potential, like, shit like that. Dude, I was having, I was refing games where, like, it was 10U, middle school level hockey, and coaches were trying to, like, you know, the home team would wait until the away team would line up. And I'm just like, guys, Christ almighty, what are we doing? I had to blow the whistle. I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's go fucking line up, boys. You're not line matching at that age. Come on, coach. Yeah, I, I was so mad. I was like, I looked at both coaches. I threw my arms up. I'm like, what are we doing here? 
Like, this is what we're doing. <laughs> like, I get, like, face-offs, like, for offensive zone, defensive zone. But, like, the center draw, nobody's going to score unless you're me. Really? Yeah. I, can you start throwing delay game penalties at the coaches for that, or is it technically their right, even at that level? It's technically, like, like the away team's responsibility to line up first, but the away team didn't move. You know how they – like kids like skate around in a circle on the bench and then like head back. I'm like, oh, and then yeah. the home team, they, they weren't moving. I mean, they, they don't have to do anything until they line up. But I was just like, this is 10 new middle school hockey. What the, what are we doing? Unbelievable. I'd be, I'd be so mad at the other coach. Yeah. It's just, you know, a little insight of what I have to go through from, from week to week out here with the, with the boys. But speaking about, calling, are you still calling any games right now? Or are you just about done for the year? I'm done. I'm just doing the adult leagues. I get yelled at by all the adults now, but it's a lot easier because you don't have like the 12 you kids chirping you for things you didn't do wrong or things you they thought you did wrong. And I don't know. You show up and collect your money for an hour. Right. You don't have to deal with like, like two parents yelling at you while you're they're drunk. You just have to deal with one. So. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I just skate blue line to blue line and call it a fucking day. Alright, let's get into some uh, college hockey action here. Um, we're going to cover the conference winners first, Jenkins, and see how we did. Um, if if the boys can rely on us for, you know, make some money out there, get some picks in. So, Big Ten, Jenks. We said it earlier. We said it probably epi one. Michigan wins it. Thoughts? In a way, I'm not surprised. Uh, in another way, I am surprised. Um, I don't know. I I thought they were going to really fall behind when they lost several of their players. I don't remember all of them exactly off the top of my head, but several of their players uh, to the Olympics, like Owen Power and uh, Kent Johnson. Uh, I don't know if Beneers win or not, but um, I thought they were going to fall way behind, and they just seemed to keep right up there. And then the boys came back, and they came out out of the Big Ten in the tournament. It was a pretty big surprise, if you ask me. Yeah, my my thought process was the same. I know we were talking about this a little bit earlier before we started recording, but I think Michigan's big point is, you know, just trying to piece it all together. I, I feel like they had the star power, had the had the ammo, um, just didn't give it a good push towards the end here. Um, you know, taking home a NCAA trophy though is is what uh, they really needed. Hopefully, they can keep that star recruitment. Uh, coming in and, and, and go for it all next year. Up next, Jenks, we're going to switch it up. We're going to go down to the Atlantic, probably, you know, the best division out of all six conferences. Uh, let's keep it a buck. But AIC, we both had this. You're welcome, everybody that cashed those tickets. Cash. Cashed. We're just going to skip this over is, that. Uh... Oh, we don't. Ahead. We don't need to talk about this. I mean, I think everybody would expect AIC to come out of that conference. They tend to win it pretty often, and again, they were just dominating the entire uh, the entire conference this year. 
I mean, we I got to see him live once um, because one of the goalies on the team is uh, actually an Erie Erie native. So I went over and watched the game and um, it wasn't really much of a game. I think they won five nothing or six nothing, something like that. Um, but they they always come out of the Atlantic Conference. It's not much competition there. I mean, what are you going to do? Holy Cross going <laughs> to. Mercier is going to going to go and beat you up. All right. So let's move on to, to the smart kids, Jenks. The, the kids with all the brain power in the world. Harvard takes the ECAC. I think we both picked uh, Quinnipiac, didn't we? We both picked Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac lost in OT 3-2 in the championship game. So technically, I mean, 50-50 at that point, right? I mean, they got there, right? We got we got, we got your ticket to the final at least, but couldn't pull it through. I don't know. Harvard seems to be a pretty consistent program. They go far every year. They got some really good NHL alumni. Um, I guess as surprised based on the regular season standings, I guess I, it was always in the realm of possibility that they were going to win it. Right. I'm not too familiar with their team this year, but – being how smart they are, they probably devised some crazy freaking strategy to go ahead and beat everybody. <laughs> right. All right. So moving on to probably the the next three conferences. I'd say top three. Top three conferences. The Hockey East, you know, usually puts up some some good talent in, either in the, the Natty Champ or in the semis. UMass, you pick this one, wins it all. I mean, come on. They're UMass. We watched them live a couple years ago win it all. Um, they were obviously going to come out of that. I that's, like, that's a tough conference to call, really. I mean, there's so many good teams in it. Uh, who did you pick for this? Picked my boy, Merrimack. Oh, God, that's right. Yeah, that didn't work out so well, did it? Ah, uh, oh, come on, <laughs> come on. They made it to the second round in the, the Natty Championship. Sorry, but you boys know whose tickets to tail here. Right, uh, right. Let's just move on, eh? We'll move go, on. Go, go, go to the I'll one I won. Go to the I'm one taking I my won. victory lap and moving on. <laughs> CCHA, Jenks. Uh, if you didn't have this one on your parlay, you're just losing money. Minnesota State. I mean, come on. What do we have to say else about the, the Mavericks? Beautiful yeah. purple jerseys, dominating the conference every year. You could have picked Bemidji, but you would have lost. <laughs> I, I mean, when you play Little Sisters of the Poor every game, like you're gonna you're gonna win that championship. I mean, come on, St. Thomas won a, a three and thirty-two this year. That's yeah, a great record up there. First first year though, first year. Let's give a, a round of applause. I'm gonna applause there, y'all. Hey, it's always nice to see new teams. Full credit, new team, they'll get it together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of uh, uh, inquiries about the old, uh, what is it, what would it be, like a Catholic school, St. Thomas. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, NCHC, Minnesota Duluth, my favorite team takes it home. I mean, you take this one away. You called it. What were, what were your thoughts on that one before the pick? Um, you know, I, I, I was in between them and North Dakota, but I think I picked North Dakota because of their jerseys. 
because I love I love that little green and white they got going on with the eagle or whatever. So uh, you know Minnesota Duluth just has all the talent. Didn't they win it like three years in a row too? So you really can't ever uh, pick against them. But you know, good for the boys up there in the in the, in the hockey state. They've been to the Frozen Four like four years in a row now. Till this year, they ran into or who did they? Minnesota State. They, they lost to Denver. That's right. They Denver. lost the eventual Natty champs to not go to the Frozen Four, but four out of five years is pretty damn good. Yeah. Well, that's a little conference wrap up for you guys. Um, I know we're we're about two days late with that, but it's good to go over the tickets next year. Hopefully, we'll go a perfect five for five on each side. Uh, doubt it, but you never know. We are not sponsored by any sportsbook I was about to plug because no free ads. You guys know the drill. So we're going to go into a little uh, individual um, awards that were given out for the NCAA season. I'm going to start with the, the, the award that's probably surprised a lot of people. We're going to go with the Hobie Baker Award. Okay. Now, usually, I'd say most of the time, this award goes out to you know a, a right winger, D-man, you know that that that's fucking looks good, has a great head of hair on him. Not that he doesn't have a head, of, great head of hair, but a goalie takes it home. This hasn't been done since 2001, Ryan Miller, but unfortunately, he went to the Buffalo Sabers. So hopefully. You know, Dryden McKay, Hobie Baker winner, 2022, does not go to the Buffalo Sabres to ruin his career. Jenks, thoughts? Poor guy. Yeah, he carried Minnesota State this year. He put up unbelievable numbers. Um, I think everybody was pretty surprised to see a goalie win this thing, since it hasn't happened in obviously 20 years, as you mentioned. Um, but you know, he proved to be the most dominant individual player on any team. So congratulations to Dryden McKay on the, uh, the Hobie Baker award. Yeah. You know, when, when you have to put the, put the team on your back sometimes to get you past uh, the likes of Minnesota, Notre, Notre, Notre Dame, North Dakota and Harvard. I mean, there's really nothing more you could say out there. Just great individual performances out, out of uh, Dryden. Nick, did you have an award you, that you would like to highlight? Yeah, I do have an award I'd like to highlight. And that award goes to uh, the top goaltender. That's the Mike Richter Award, who somehow happened to be not the same as what was voted the best player in the NCAA the uh, Mike Richter Award went to Devin Levi uh, of Northeastern. So that's interesting to me that they voted Dryden McKay, the Hobie Baker winner, as the most dominant player in college hockey and then gave the top goaltender award to a different goal. It's goalie. the best time of the year. 16 teams have made... Yeah, that, that's, that's pretty... Um, I'd say, like, when when you're going through the awards, right, and you're, and you're looking at players and... And who who's like the finalist for these awards, quote unquote? And you see, you know, two names pop up, and you say, okay, uh, Dryden McKay is up for the Hobie Baker. Dryden McKay is up for 
uh, the best goalie in the league. So do we give him the better award or do we give him both awards and, and just have have like a hodgepodge of of awards go to this guy? I, I don't know. You know, that's a, a decision that's outside my pay grade. Obviously, that's that's why I'm I'm not doing it. But um, I think those types of decisions are, are very odd when it happens. But I feel like at the end of the day, you kind of um, have to tip your cap to those awards award people give routers i don't know what you want to call them but uh for making you know highlighting all of college hockey and not just one team or or one specific person i mean interesting enough you'd have to i don't know i i have to read more into the hobie baker award um actual criteria behind it because you would think that that has something to do with the team's success as well, because um, yeah. Devin Levi led the led the nation in save percentage, and then finished second or third in goals against, I believe, something like that. Um, and Dryden McKay actually didn't lead either category, but again, Minnesota State was so dominant this year. Um, I think that probably has something to do with it, the team's success on the backs of Dryden McKay there because he did play a whopping 43 games. There were, there's no other goalie in the country that played that many games. So, right. My thoughts anyways. Yeah. I mean, Northeastern made it to, what is this first round, first round of the playoffs. So, I mean, lost to Western Michigan, but you know, at least they're in here, um, riding off the back of their great goaltending and, and hopefully get a boost shout out to my one buddy, a little boost to the offense, Liam Walsh going to, transferring for his masters to Northeastern from Merrimack. So good luck to him. And uh, hopefully they, they get some good goaltending returning um, with him as well. All right, Jenks. This is why everybody came. The game of the week. Frozen 4 2022 men's NCAA D1, not D2 because that doesn't exist. National champion, Denver. Did you get to watch some of that game? I did not. I, I was out. So I actually, I, I turned it on and I started watching the game and it was, there wasn't a whole lot of uh, scoring going on. It was one nothing Minnesota State through two periods and then Denver took over. Five unanswered goals in the third period to close that thing out to really dominate that game. I I don't know what happened because it was a really even game all the way through and Minnesota State got the first one. But something must have – somebody went into the locker room between games and said, boys, holy shit, what the hell is going on here? Gave them a kick in the nuts. They came back out and just – stomped them in the third period i mean what uh, it was such a dominant it, i haven't seen i haven't watched a game with a more dominant period of hockey at all this year it was unbelievable i mean hats off to that team yeah you know sometimes oh the the first first period is a, a little wake-up call you're trying to soak in the moment uh, i know uh jenks played in a lot of high level games and in top top tier games and and i've 
been a part of a state championship game. You know, it's uh, first period's all, always a little hectic. You're trying to soak everything in, but yet you're trying to play, uh, you know, the game the game you love. The second period, if you're down, you're just trying to hang on. And usually the third period is, is, is when that coach comes in and looks at everybody and just like, boys, what the hell are we doing? Just go out there, play your game. That's when everybody plays loose. There's nothing to lose anymore. You get one, you get two, get the boys going a little bit. I, I, and you know what they say is, well, once you get that third goal, yeah, that two goal lead is the hardest league to come back from, but you know, or, or, or the hardest lead, hardest lead to have, you know, that two goal lead, but they held it off, got some two empty netters and sealed the deal. Now those Denver jerseys though, those red ones, those are some those are some nasty jerseys right there. Do they look familiar to you at all? They look like Gannon Hockey's jerseys. The away ones. I was I was kind of thinking the same thing. They just have a lot more cool patches on it. Oh yeah, well yeah, obviously, but I mean they're pretty close to our away jerseys. I like them. I think Minnesota's are probably closer, but Did you see they guess. they cut the net up too? They like took chunks of the net off. I didn't see that, but that's interesting. I because they do that for the um, the basketball winner. Yeah. They always cut down the net. That's like a tradition every year. So that's interesting that they cut the net up. Yeah, that's kind of cool. hopefully they start that because I feel like that that like like motivates a lot of people. Like get it's that like one symbolic thing, you know, like cutting like a string off the net for basketball. I feel like that's almost like. Uh, second to winning the actual trophy, like getting that part of the net. Yeah, because then you got that keepsake, right? You're like, oh, this is the net from our state, or our, uh, not our state, I'm all fucked up now, our <laughs> national championship in college. Like, that's something cool that you're always going to keep with you. Right. But okay. what, it was it was such a good game. I mean, like you said, the third period run and gun, they came back really applied the pressure and the important thing was once they got that two goal lead like you were saying they just kept the pedal going i mean to win 5-1 after being down one nothing and going into the third yeah that that fourth goal too that that first empty netter definitely had to just be like everybody can take a deep breath be like all right guys we fucking won let's just Hold it off for our goalie. Hold it off for our coaches, for the families in the crowds, for everybody watching home. Let's just put it to bed. I've never been a part of a, a four-goal comeback before in the last two minutes. Never say never. But, you know, it, it definitely had to feel good going into those last couple of minutes for the boys. Um, so, congratulations to Denver. Congratulations to Minnesota State. You know, making it to another final. Always good to see, you know, those high-end teams make it and and show off the talent that they have. And hopefully a lot of boys get paid going into the NHL as well. Oh, yeah. the um, You already see some of these players signing with the NHL teams, so they're already on their way to being pro hockey players. That is right. That is right. All right, Jenkins. Now, this, this is what I would like to call a season wrap-up, okay? Give me your thoughts on the season in total from, you know, upsets. If you saw any upsets, if, uh, 
You want to highlight one specific team that did well that you think. You want to trash on the team. You want to make fun of, fun of somebody's hairstyle that you saw. Anything, any bits of insight for the season that was. Well, I um, we're going to go ahead and start by trashing on Ohio State because they lost in the Big Ten tournament to your Penn State Nittany Lions. Wow. Uh, that's pretty freaking embarrassing for them because we were pretty bad this season. <laughs> so that's uh, that's point number one. Um, I also want to highlight, I always like pointing out the top scorer, uh, Bobby Brink from Denver, who is now a national champion. Finished the uh, finished number one in the scoring race for the season with 57 points in 41 games, so he had an outstanding season. Um, I forget where he's drafted to off the top of my head, but somebody's going to be lucky to have that man. Um, what else? I'm looking through some of the different scores here throughout the season. I don't think... I think it was a pretty uh, pretty balanced season for the most part. I mean, everybody got their their underdog wins in, and outside of some of the newer teams, everybody was competing out there, it appears. You have anything on your, your notes that you want to share there? Yeah, I think um, towards the middle of the season there, I know a one specific team in Pittsburgh, PA, RMU, closed their doors this season to a lot of either potential young gunners in D1 or, uh, you know, a lot of the hockey fans that, that um, are around this area. Pleased to announce that as of December 17th of last year, the program's coming back, both men's and women, for the 2023-2024 season. So, so not next year, two years then. Right. You know, just a little, uh, you know, cost saver. Hey, uh, let's let's shut it down. Get get the program back up to where we need. Can't be losing the fucking AIC every year. Can't be losing the Holy Cross, Niagara. Come on, what are we doing? That's great. I mean, that's awesome for all the kids. I'm happy for the happy for the school. Happy for the kids that played RMU hockey that they're getting their program back. Hopefully, they come back with a vengeance and really try to prove that athletic board wrong. Yeah, like to see it, like to see it, as well as uh, a couple, a couple of the young first, uh, first year teams. I know, I think, what was it? Um, what was last year's team? The one with the shark, Long Island, Long Island Sharks. Long yep, Island. Long, Long Island. Yep, you're right. Uh, Long Island was last year. Uh, obviously, it, you know, takes a few years. Penn State was brand new. Uh, what, like five or six years ago now, and you know they're they're coming up towards the top. Uh, ASU, you look at them, a lot, a lot of talk around them. Uh, they're brand new to, to NCAA and it, it's kind of good to see all these, all these D1, like football schools, D1, uh, basketball schools actually come into the hockey realm and, and, and start to start to make some noise. So, so it's good to grow the game that way as well. Absolutely. I think Arizona State, you know, they're they're getting their new rank next year. I think that's going to attract a lot of attention too. Oh, Hopefully yeah. we, we start we need seeing to talk them about that. But what's, oh, yeah. what's going on with the with the boys over the the Phoenix Coyotes? They're they're going oh, to the ASU rank, eh? That place is a total disaster. Let me tell you about the Phoenix Coyotes. They got to get their shit together, bud. They can't I don't know what 
I don't know all the details around it, but basically they had issues getting committee or uh um not the committee, but the uh the the city council or whatever you want to call it on board with the plans for the new rink. Um so it got delayed so long, so now they don't have a contract next year to play at a rink, so they went over to Tempe and said, "Hey Arizona State, we will uh, give you a ton of money to build our own locker rooms and put some upgraded facilities in the place so that we can play there for a couple of years while we b- finally build our new rink that's way behind schedule." Hey, but that I don't know what to think of that. Man. They won't ever not sell out a building again. That's for sure. Does that count? You think that counts if 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 they get the new building and they're on a fucking heater? That out of the the four thousand people that show up, you know that the sellout crowd like keeps rolling. Hey, that's a sellout crowd. It still counts. Sellout's a sellout, I guess. Well, did you hear the average ticket price is expected to be around one hundred and sixty dollars a seat? <laughs> what? That is the average ticket price. That's going to be awful expensive for a four thousand or five thousand seat arena. Not, not imagine to watch the fucking Yotes. I, I mean, know. What, what's it now? It's got to be like twenty, thirty bucks. So think of this to get away from that. I guess in a hurry. I yeah, their tickets are probably selling for twenty or thirty bucks. Like nobody's going to freaking watch those games, but. If that's a more popular area and the seats are more competitive, you're going to have like the diehard fans trying to get in. If you went from, I don't know what their arena holds now, I'll call it 12,000. You you got a 12,000 seat arena and now you've only got 5,000 available seats. You got to think you're getting two or 3,000 of those diehard fans that are going to pay whatever they got to pay to get in there. Yeah. Plus the bomb show, uh, smoke show, top notch. Uh, sorority girls are, you know, they're going to want to, you know, start showing off early and it's right there. So, uh, you know, but think, think of this too. This sucks for Arizona. How are they going to convince college players to come play for them or high draft picks to come play for them when they're still playing out of a college arena? Like, Oh, we're going to get the number one pick because we suck so bad. Great. Shane Wright, hey, come play at a college rink for the next two years. Yeah. Like right. What? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be uh interesting to watch it all unfold. Honestly, I, w- I was thinking they were gonna move, but uh, you know, ASU's a, a an up and coming spot down there in, 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 in the southwest. Uh so uh hopefully the school and hopefully the uh the uh, ASU boys learn a lot, not 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 only from you know the players that may be around the rink now, but just the environment shift that that's gonna happen, um, coming from just the equipment, the uh, probably personal trainers that may be there and maybe able to like ask questions and, and things of that nature. So, okay, Jenks. Well, we'll wrap up here. Uh, I know we've been talking a lot about NCAA D1. Um, just pop in. I think the D3 uh, championships have also wrapped up. I want to highlight that Adrian won the D3 men's championship. Uh, they played Su- Suni. Oh, oh, Genesio. Genesio? Genesio. That was Fox. Gen- yeah, there you go. Genesio. So... 
Uh, Adrian won D3. Congratulations to the boys over there. They, they're rocking camo color jerseys. What's going on there? Oh, wow. I kind of like those? that. Those are pretty sweet. I don't hate that at all. That's pretty sweet. I like it. Not bad. Not bad. Have a, have a little uh, fan section in the back. Oh, love to see it. Love to see it. Well, congratulations to all D1 athletes, D3 athletes, D2 athletes that championships have wrapped up. I know there's a lot of sports ending soon or um, starting up, like baseball starting up. So good luck to a lot of a lot of uh, the kids going out there and playing their hearts out, trying to trying to get the uh, the money from the show that we all desire. Yeah, again, I'll just say the same thing. You know, congratulations to everybody on a successful season. Um, especially, we, we don't want to forget all of our D2 and D3 players. They deserve the love, too. So, thanks for highlighting that. Yeah, yeah. Any last thoughts before we, uh, you know, try to close the show out here? So, I guess this is our, uh, our season wrap-up episode since here we are. Um, with a successful 2021-2022 college hockey season. Um, you know, I think this was our, our flagship year, so we're still getting our feet under us a little bit. But uh, next year, I think you can expect us to be on, on site more with some more content. Uh, I think we're going to plan some trips ahead of time so that we've got it on the calendar. Um, bring, in, bring in some more quality content next year. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's the end, end goal. I think this year was an experimental year, just trying to uh, dive into the, the, the podcasting game and, and see where it leads us. Uh, kind of like what, what Jankos was saying. Um, flagship year, obviously, is going to be bumps in the road, but uh, just kind of getting getting used to talking back and forth and not really worrying about where the conversation leads us and just kind of flowing with everything. Um, I know we're going to be focusing more on trips like Jenko said get getting uh, at these campuses and, and not only d1 um we want to highlight you know d3 or possibly you know acha tournament as as much as possible and and, and get out there and, and interact with a lot more people is, is the main goal and i know it with every everything kind of settling down now and uh, that's kind of our our focus for next year, as well as hopefully you know getting a consistent maybe one uh, one to two podcasts every two weeks or, or or three weeks. We'll we'll figure out a good schedule for next year and and, and stick to it. Uh, trying to do a one month here is is uh, fairly nice. Uh, I'd say our schedules tend to line up towards the middle of the week or end of the work week, uh, which is always nice. So. That, that's about it for me. Um, just like to say thanks to Jankos. I know uh, we were we were trying to hit content heavy this year, kind of having to switch up towards the middle, uh, just because schedules didn't line up or I was blacked out and <laughs> did not wake up on time. So I think we're gonna have to work around the blackouts. I don't think those are gonna stop anytime soon. Well, the boys need the beer rankings. That's for sure. Oh my God! Well, that's the most important part about being on site. We got to get back to telling everybody about the good bar spots and right. the, the rinks and everything. So, all right, Jankos. If that's everything, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit everybody with the outro. Yo, 
we appreciate everybody listening this year, uh, listening this season. We'll see you next season. We may hit a few podcasts over the summer just to give a little quick updates if anybody signed anybody, um, see where everybody's going in the draft as well. Uh, as always, my name is Blaine Adams here. This is the Black Aces podcast with my co-host. X All-Star and the boys are signing out. Later.